jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number six on keeping the form when improvising or playing with people and how to manage or how to improvise on minor two five ones um, so let's start by discussing a little bit about keeping the form uh, this is perhaps the most important thing you have to be doing in jazz if you're improvising you have to be able to keep your place within the changes. There's no doubt as in your mind, at least as to are we in bar eight or in bar seven or where's the first beat? It should be always, it should be always clear in your mind. Uh, in fact, this is what distinguishes the, the amateur from a pro or what, you know, the difference between the real deal and from baloney. So keeping the form is an internal thing. You hear that as if you could be brushing your teeth or driving in, in the car and you still hear the form passing by in your mind. It's really internal. Uh, it's not something that you find on your instrument. So that's one, one more reason to, to practice it. The biggest issue usually is getting lost. If you're playing with people, you play, you play, then you take your head up, you listen a little bit and you don't know where you are anymore. Or if you're playing by yourself, what will happen is that you won't notice this, but you will be adding or removing beats or an entire section or an entire bar or whatever. In general, uh, I think the remedy to this problem is to have enough detachment from your fingers and your instrument to keep hearing the form um, whatever you play or whatever anyone else plays. It's fairly easy, you know, it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, one, two, three. But perhaps we play, let's say you play too much or you don't pay attention to this and that counting kind of slips, it slips your mind. So what you need is like, you need a part of your brain that's watching the form go by and another form of your, of your brain is listening to you. That's what I mean by detachment. Like whatever you, lines you be playing, you need to be maybe a bit less involved in what you're playing so you can always keep your attention on the whole form. So let's try this simple exercise. I will put the metronome at 80 and think of it as if it's two and four in the bar, right? One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And I will play a blues for 12 bars. And for the next little while, I will do four bars of playing and four bars of silence. And when I'm in silence, I want you to concentrate, concentrate and hearing the form and hearing when I will come back into play. You ready? One, two, one, two, three, four.
followed when I did eight bars, four bars of silence, sorry. And now we'll do eight bars. Of course, we'll do the exact same tempo, the same blues form, but we will hear, we will see if you can hear the first four bars being played by me, and then the next eight bars, so the reminder of the form, if you can come back on the top with me. Count out loud if you have to, or maybe spell the chords. You ready? One, two, a one, two, three, four. Here we go. trouble hearing this uh, it means that your sense of form is something that you should be really working on um, you should really be able to count while it's in silence because the, the ultimate goal is that you do that what we just did together with the silence and playing but in the silence it is you that is playing right um, so you should still hear like the chords even if you're not playing the chords, and you should perhaps, even in the silence, hear lines, uh, like melodic improvised lines in your mind. This is what I'm talking about. Um, so in brief, in short, when you have enough uh, detachment, when you take a step back far enough from your own playing, suddenly your sense of time and listening improves. It's like you're listening to, to multiple degrees at once. In fact, when you're stuck and you get lost in the form, it's almost as if you take a world map and you, all you can see is two or three countries because your face is right in it, right? And then when you move a little back, you can see, wow, it's a whole planet and it's round. You know, you, you have a broader sense of where it is. Anyways, uh, we'll go on to the next topic now, but I hope it helps you keeping the form. And it's always remember... It's what you need to play with other people and it's the glue that will connect you to uh, other musicians and the audience. So for the second topic of this podcast, we'll address minor 251s. 
Uh, it's a progression that's often hard to deal with for intermediate or sometimes advanced improvisers, they struggle with that. So I've created a mini guide, which is like a premium article on jazzguitarlessons.net. Uh, if it's not available online yet, it will be soon anyways. Uh, I've been working on it and I uh, will publish it. So what I want to discuss now in the podcast is the last solution, like the ultimate way to play on a minor 2-5 when in improvisation, like the proper scales to use. Uh, hopefully, if you know about the minor 2-5 a little bit, you will know different solutions. Like the 2 chord is low Korean and the 5 chord is this and the 1. You know, you have your own ways. Uh, but all of those things, well, most of the time, are little shortcuts and they don't necessarily give you the real, the true, the true sound for the minor 2-5. Within the article, uh, the premium article that you will find on the website, I discuss almost all the possibilities, you know, the, the options that are the most obvious and the options that I've heard people play. Uh, but for the podcast, I want to discuss the thing that I addressed last in the article, which is that ultimate solutions. Uh, it uses only the melodic minor scale, but three different melodic minor scales to outline the 2-5 in minor. We will be in C minor. So the 2-5-1 in C minor is D minor 7 flat 5 to G7 altered to C minor. This is a C minor 6 or C minor major 7. So to get the full spectrum of sound and the best possible solutions, we'll use three melodic minor scales. On D minor 7 flat 5, you play F melodic minor scale. F. That's on D minor 7 flat 5. On G7 altered, you play A flat, A flat melodic minor. C melodic minor, on C minor you play C melodic minor. So that's your approach. Let's discuss this and see why it's super nice and why you, if you start to play like this, you will really, really enjoy the sound of it. When you're playing on the two chord on D minor 7 flat 5, what is that F melodic minor? Well, you can think of it this way. The D note is the sixth note, the sixth mode of F melodic minor. F, G, A flat, B flat, C, D, one, two, three, four, five, six. So you are in fact playing a scale that is Locrian, but has a natural ninth or a natural second. Locrian will be like this. While our Locrian natural nine from F melodic minor is E flat versus E natural for D minor 7 flat 5. So keep that in mind. We're moving on to the next G7 altered. The altered scale is in fact you take G, you go up a half step and you go in A flat melodic minor. It gives the altered scale the super locrian or whatever that people want to call it. So mm -hmm. 
if you've never heard of this, it's a pretty cool scale. Um, but <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with it sometimes. But whatever. It contains three good notes. The one, the three, and the seven. Like this. And then it contains four alterations, meaning that you have sharp five, flat five, sharp nine, flat nine. So one, seven, three, plus this. That's flat nine and sharp nine. And flat five and sharp five. It's just probably the most altered sound you can find to play on a dominant chord. And lastly, on the one chord, on C minor, you play C melodic minor. If you've never heard of this, it's like C major scale, but with an E flat. So to take a step back and broaden the, the perspective here, we play on 2-5-1 in my C minor, and we play F melodic minor, A flat melodic minor, C melodic minor, F, A flat, C. Do you hear how this is a minor triad? F, A flat, C. So what you can tell, tell yourself in your mind, it's an F minor triad. So it's a triad that's built on the fourth degree of the tonic. Tonic is C, right? C, one, D, E, F is four. So you think of C minor, then you say, all right, what's the minor triad built on the fourth degree? Well, it's F. And you take those three notes, you take F, you take A flat, and you take C. And you use those three scales, F melodic minor, A flat melodic minor, C melodic minor, to outline your two five. Um, it would be very good if you could take a look at the article at least, or if you can try to find other keys in which you could apply this. But uh, before I leave you for this podcast, I will be improvising a little bit on uh, 2 5 1 and C minor like this with simply the appropriate scales to give you an idea. Thanks for listening. See you next time. One, two, a one, two, three, four. Thank mm-hmm. you.